What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, October 13th, 2016, and you guys are listening to episode number 276. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody had a good time in between shows. Um, I am sitting here in my hotel room in Saratoga, uh, or near Saratoga Springs, because I am out here headlining the Comedy Works Comedy Club, which, by the way, I did last night for the first time, and it was absolutely awesome. Awesome room, just the way a comedy club, you know, just the way the dimensions of a comedy club should be, you know, with the ceilings and, you know, not going too far back, more wide, just an awesome space, and I had a really, really good time last night. Thank you for everybody that came out. You always get nervous on Wednesdays and even Thursdays because, like, people usually come out on Friday and Saturday. Um, but there was a nice, you know, nice little crowd uh, last night, and I want to shout out and thank one of my podcast fans, um, Ryan Moore. Shout out to you, Ryan. Thank you last night. Ryan actually was, like, trying to get me here. Like, he contacted, like, when is Paul Verzi coming out here? And, um uh, you know, he's seen me a bunch of times, and he's, um, you know, heard the podcast and wanted me to come out here, and the owner tried, the owner and I tried to get this done last year, it didn't work out for whatever reason, and this year, um, it worked out, but people and fans calling up the club asking definitely doesn't hurt, so thank you, Ryan Moore, he brought his uh, wife and his parents, so I really appreciate it, I uh, hope you guys had a good time, a lot of fun last night, except for some drunk asshole who was trying to get laid the whole fucking night, drove me nuts. It's like, just take her to a hotel and fuck her, dude. Why'd you bring her to a comedy show? She's obviously ready to go. Get her the fuck out of here. Anyway, I'll get into that. Um, got a great show for you guys today. Uh, got an unacceptable that I have been just steaming about. Steaming about my unacceptable for like days. Waiting. Waiting. Like a hungry, caged animal to fucking talk about this. This uh, this woman drove me nuts. Um, I will talk about that. Also, some more shit on Netflix I watched because that's what a responsible father who works late and comes home and should go right to bed. No, I go and I watch, I fucking binge watch shit in the middle of the night. Um, so I'll talk about that. Got to talk about my New York Giants losing um, another one, which sucked. Um, and of course, your guy's unacceptable. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be. And get ready for episode uh, 276. But first, got to shout out the sponsors. The Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and Coach Mike and CityLivingDog.com. Go to CityLivingDog.com. Go to the City Living Dog uh, City Living Dog YouTube page and watch what the amazing dog trainer, Coach Mike, does with these fucking animals. It is insane. Okay? It's amazing. Uh, one of the best dog trainers that there is out there. And... Um, you know, you can just uh, imagine what it would be like if you saw a wild, ferocious, vicious pit bull who looked untrainable. Uh, what would you do? You know what this guy does? He fucking stares it down and could make the thing juggle. That's what he does. Uh, these people are insane. So uh, check out Coach Mike and CityLivingDog.com. Uh, look at all of his services. He, the dude, it, look, he's just one of those people. So patience, all that stuff. Um... And look at all of his social media stuff on there too. Please tell him TVE and Paul Verzi sent you. Also, Drink More Good. Go to drinkmoregood.com. Okay, for organic, amazing, no artificial substances at all, 
uh, alternative to soda. They are syrups. They are organic syrups. Citrus, you know, uh, ginger ale, uh, all the flavor. They have a jalapeno flavor, a berry flavor, all these amazing things. Um, there is absolutely no artificial um, anything. There is nothing. There's no preservatives. There's nothing. It is all organic syrups. You make it to however strong you want it. You put a lot of syrup in your seltzer, you have a stronger drink. You put a little, that's it. They have a uh, office in Beacon, New York, um, which you can check out and, and go there and you know see what they do. They will go to... Uh, drinkmoregood.com to purchase this. You can use their syrups for uh, cooking, like uh, baking and marinates and all that. Sauces also for cocktails. You want to throw a little vodka in some seltzer, use some of their syrup. You make an amazing drink. You guys know how much I love seltzer flavored healthy shit. Um, You would absolutely love this stuff. Uh, So please check out Drink More Good. They also um, have paired up with uh, generosity.org, helping water wells across the world, really. Um, just amazing guys. So, um, go to drinkmoregood.com and use promo code GOODMAKER for 20% off and tell them the Verzi effect and Paul Verzi sent you over. And of course, guys, all things comedy, go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedians, uh, podcasts, such as the Verzi effect. Also Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. Also Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Uh, Burt Kreischer's Burtcast. Amazing. The list goes on. There are so many amazing podcasts. Go to All Things Comedy. Follow them at All Things Comedy on um, Twitter. And uh, check their album out. Their album, uh, their, their labor, uh, label, All Things Records. Okay. So let's move on to the show. I got to do this podcast and then get to the comedy club. So... Uh, this one's going to be a tight one, but we'll still do it. We'll still get it done right, guys. I'm going to do you right because I know how you guys know how fucking dope last uh, week's episode was. Um, I've been having a decent week. I'm having a good week. I am, um, you know, running around with the kids like crazy, but it's been a, it's been a fun week. I drank a little bit the other night because my neighbors are fucking hilarious. My neighbors are hilarious, by the way. Like, I love my neighbors. And, like, it's weird to say that, but, um, you know, when you have neighbors that kind of, like, my neighbors are, like, just really cool. I mean, except the neighbor that wants to, that wants to, you know, threaten to shoot us after our 4th of July party. Uh, (laughs) I ran into Bartnick, and he said it was one of his favorite parts of the last 20 years. It was nuts. Uh, People just stayed. It was so much fun, and my neighbor wanted to shoot me. Or shoot us, or shoot at us into my yard. Who knows? But uh, it was like six o'clock at night, and we heard one of the neighbors and the kids across the street playing, yelling, screaming. The kids were like, "Oh, you know, I think that's you know the kids. I don't want to say the kids' names and shit because my neighbors fucking, you know." But anyway, so like, oh, they must must be up there playing. So I was like, oh, we'll walk up and say hi. And then sure enough, uh, my wife hit me up and said, oh. Our neighbor, you know, Susan just texted us. Susan lives across the street. She's fucking hilarious, man. She boozes and shit, and she's really cool. And then the neighbors to the right are really cool. And then across from the right are uh, another one of Lucas's friends, Daz, who's who's really cool. He's a firefighter. So his daughter was turning seven, and they were having a party. And, like, at 6 o'clock at night, you find out that you're just going to a neighbor's party. And there was, like, a party. Like, it was, like, a party that you would, like, plan plan for, I guess. Like, just, and they just did it, like, last minute. It's like, yeah, we're barbecuing steaks and chicken and burgers and shit. Just bring the kids. The kids are running around having a great time. I'm talking to uh, my neighbors about Netflix shit. 
uh, <laughs> talking to my neighbors about uh, all kinds of stuff. But it's just cool. Like, you know, you're sitting there with your neighbors. I even met some neighbors that I don't know. This guy and his mom live like like one house up and I don't even know them. And I feel bad because I had like a party and like, I don't know. Like, I'm not one of those guys like that just goes knocking on the door, ask. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I normally don't even like fucking neighbors. I, you know, that's why I live in the woods. And my neighbors are so cool. My other neighbor invited me over for the UFC fight Saturday. So we, I checked that out, you know. So like, it's cool. I live in this like, I live in the woods with like fucking a handful of neighbors, all of which I like or whom I like. Um, but yeah, drinking wine, talking shit with the neighbors about Netflix stuff, going home like buzz, buzzed at 10 o'clock on a, <laughs> on a Monday, you know, the kids are just shot. It was, it's been uh, a lot of fun. And then Tuesday, I just, um, you know, I planned to, you know, travel and stuff. So just hung out at home and, um, now I'm in Saratoga, Saratoga Springs. Like I said, the home of a beautiful, beautiful um, you know, racetrack for horses where people are two times divorced and gambling degenerates out here. But, uh, what, <laughs> what else are you going to do in a town? That's the funniest thing about towns like that. If you know, like, if you ever look at the outskirts of Vegas are fucking awful some places just because of the poverty. If you look at the outskirts of Atlantic City, well, all of Atlantic City is fucking all just awful. And, um, and Saratoga's great, but then some of the people came out last night, and some looked like they had their shit together, they were dressed nice, and then other people are just like, you're like, holy shit, man, you spend way too much time at this track out here. Um, one lady did some shit last night where I was just talking about something. I forgot what how it came up, but I was talking about something, and I was talking about how... I don't know, something came up maybe with the New York Giants or something. I don't know, something. And this lady just goes, boo, I'm an Eagles fan. And like I looked over at her and she literally just goes like, she like made the noise of a bird, but like really fucked up. She's like, I'm an Eagles fan. Like I was just like, dude, what the fuck was that? I, I was like, first of all, she was like, Eagles, yeah. And I was like, that was your eagle? Like that was your eagle impression? I was like, that is a fucking HIV positive eagle. If that, like, that eagle is like limping, can't fly, like one wing is clipped. And uh, it was just so much fun. And the crowd was, there was a couple of, uh, let's just say, uh, overly eager female audience, audience members last night. Um, I heard some stuff after the show that I have not really heard that much. Uh, it was a, uh, <laughs> it was unique to say the least. But there was one dude last night. One dude that really drove me nuts. I'm on stage and I'm having a good time and the crowd is into it. And like I said, it's an awesome comedy club. Just the way it's built, it's it's perfect dimensions for stand-up. Lower ceilings, wide, just comfortable. The people are right there. It's a really personal personal feel. And you like that. I mean, I've, you know, doing stand-up as, as long as I have, you know, you've been in theaters. I mean, big ones. And, you know, um, fortunately, very humbled and, um, you know, honored to say that I've done done the, uh, arenas with Bill Burr and, and done some amazing big rooms. But then you love the ones that it's like up close, personal, and you just talk and you just work stuff out. And... Um, that's what this room is. Apparently, uh, Jim Norton had said something to the owner that his room in Albany was one of the best workout rooms in the country, and they tried to design this room in Saratoga uh, kind of the same way, and it does have that feel. It just has like a nice little feel to, to work stuff out. So 
When it's that intimate, though, the negative part about that is you can kind of see and hear everything. And when people are into it, everyone's into it. So last night, everyone's into it. I'm having a great time. And of course, I'm like five minutes away from being done. You know, almost did an hour on stage, just having a great time. And this fucking guy is trying to get laid. And they're like whispering in each other's ear. Probably, I would say, late 40s. Nah, maybe, no, I would say like early to mid 50s, this couple. And, you know, they're paying attention at the beginning and they're having a good time. But you could tell the woman was just drunk and she would have to keep her head down occasionally and then put her head up and then laugh and then put her head on the guy's shoulders and just fucking rub his head like, you know, knowing she's going to fuck the dude. And it was just annoying me. It was annoying me. And, you know, they were talking. So finally I had to, you know, I had to address it and they stopped for a little bit. Then a little while later, I had to address it again, and they stopped. And then finally, the guy is just fucking interrupting, like, a big fucking, like, joke I'm doing. Like, he's just, I could hear him, and I see. But what really upset me was I saw other audience members looking over at him, which let me know that he was being distracting to other people that paid to come and see the show. And that started fucking annoying me. And then it just put me in a situation where I'm like, do I destroy this guy with five minutes left my first night here? You know, so I kind of just said a couple of things and it was just whatever. But it's like, it's so fucking annoying. And no, this is not my unacceptable. But it's just, it really is just annoying to me. You know? Like, what are you doing? Listen, if you go somewhere and even, let's just say this. Let's say they showed up to the show and they did want to see a comedy show. Right? They wanted to see a comedy show. They were, um, you know, into the drinks. They were maybe a little buzzed and they said, oh, this is going to be fun. And the whole time the guy wants to get laid, fine. You know, we've all been there. You've all been out on a date and you're like, listen, let's fucking, you know, let's get the raviolis to go and go back. If you could really be honest with yourself, that's what you want to do. You want to get laid. You know, I get that. I get that. When a dude is single and he's out there with a chick and he's trying to get laid, the the other shit you do is a byproduct of it. I get that. But here's the thing. When you're at a show and you're disrupting people and the performer addressed it multiple times and you're having other people who are sitting around you not happy with what you're doing, then just go, you know what? You you already had it. It was already in the bag. She's rubbing her head on your fucking shoulder and, and, and you know, on your side, whatever. You know, it's over. She's drunk. She's into you. You guys are whispering to each other. Just fucking gracefully stand up and walk out. Walk the fuck out. I just, I don't understand it. And the only reason why I'm talking about it again on the podcast is because you try to make every fuck, try to like, try to like make other people say it because nothing is worse than when people bring drunk people to a show. They need to know too. Like don't go in the fucking room. It's annoying. It really is. It's fucking, it's, it's really enraging actually. And I still, and I still had a great time. And uh, I basically was one CD shy of selling out of CDs for last night's show, which was great. So thank everybody who bought the album. And, um, that, uh, it just, you know, whatever, but I'm here, I'm here. I don't know what I'm going to do out here. I was supposed to bring my golf clubs and I did not bring my golf clubs. Um, but I have people coming out to the show that I'm going to be touring with at the end of the month. They're coming out. I got some other people coming out, um, tomorrow and I'm going to hang out with Vinnie Mark. Shout out to Vinnie Mark, comedian Vinnie Mark who lives out here. I got some other friends coming out, so it should be a good couple of days and then I will uh, get back home. All right, now let's let's see what's going on with your guys' unacceptables. I know this was a quick turnaround because I did the show late last week, and I want to see how many, because I don't know if I have many, but it doesn't matter. I'll do whatever I do have, do the ones on Twitter, 
and then I will uh, do mine, which really fucking annoyed me in Mount Kisco this week. Really annoyed me. Um, let's see here. Oh, wow. I got a lot. All right. So I'll do mine. I'll do mine. What do we have? We have some regular. Oh, looks like a lot of a lot of regulars of the show wrote into this one. Uh, and I see somebody new. So that'll be good, too. All right. Let me do my unacceptable here before I uh, get into your guys. And then we'll go from there. And again, I want to talk some Netflix shit that I've been watching. Thank you guys for the recommendations that you've been giving me. A lot of your recommendations are always good. Um, but here's my unacceptable. So, you know, we have this dog, Lloyd. And Lloyd is about 10 months now. He's calming down. He's being better. You know, he's going to be fixed soon. And I think that that's going to calm him down uh, even more just listening better and like, you know, he's, he's starting to hang more. He's starting to kind of know who's boss, which is me. You know, my wife tries to say it's her. He knows who the fucking alpha in the house is. He gets it. You know, he's definitely more afraid of my wife maybe, but when like I get up, you know, he knows, he knows what's up. So, so uh, I'm just saying that because with the chance my wife does listen to this, um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to fuck with her too, but I'm the alpha. I really think that, you know, he follows me and he looks, looks at me when I go, this is how you know the alpha in the house. Whoever stands up and just starts walking, that's it. The dog gets up and follows, you know, plus I feed him and I walk him. It's me. But so we were looking for, um, he's an, he's an athlete. Like I said, my dog is a, is a, is an unbelievably just straight up athlete. He wants to go. He wants to run. He's all muscle. He's lean. He's long. He just, that's what he is. So we were going to get the fence. Uh, we were going to get an electric fence. So I had the guy come over and give an estimate. And um, you find out that they got to like dig up under a walkway and like rip shit up. And then they got to like find an outlet in the house or put an outlet in the house and all kinds of stuff. So my wife, being the fucking detective investigator that she is, she texts me this thing that uh, Petco has or the company PetSafe makes which is a wireless fence. It's it's essentially a it's just like a you know you you have a device that's in the house and you get like 90 feet one way, 90 feet another way and like I guess around so I guess like I don't know. The guy showed me in the store, but it's really far. Like you get a ton of you get a, he, the dog will get a ton of space to roam around, and when he gets five feet within the limit, it starts to beep, or he gets shocked. And they say that they get shocked once or twice, and then when they hear the beep, they never kind of go around it. And then you walk them around where the beep is, and that's it. Long story short, I go there, I spend a few hundred dollars on this fucking electric, uh, wireless electric fence that uh, I'll put up when I get home. All right, so the dog could run around outside, come and go as he pleases. We got this chicken coop. That'll be his fucking doghouse. We'll be all set. We'll be set to go. But uh, before that happens, I get to Petco, and um, I was walking around, and I tried to do the thing where you walk around a big store like that, and you try to find shit yourself. Big mistake. Don't do that. You never find the shit you want. It's, It's a nightmare. So... Now I'm walking around, and a lot of time goes by. Holy shit, hold on a second. I just realized. All right, never mind. I'm in this hotel room, and there's like a buzzing, so I'm sorry about that because they got all kinds of shit with like refrigerators and 
and uh, microwaves. And I don't know. So if you hear a buzzing on this one, you know, I'm doing this one from the hotel like I do sometimes. So uh, sorry about that. But uh, so anyway, back to the story. So I'm walking around and now I want somebody to help me. And I'm looking around and I'm going down this aisle and I'm going down that aisle. Next thing you know, I'm seeing fucking fish. I'm seeing birds. I'm not seeing anybody working. So now I'm getting upset because now a few minutes goes by. Okay. And I'm just like, I think I even said out loud to myself in the place. I go, does anybody working here? It was just one of those things where it's like a gigantic Petco too. It's not like one of those little ones where when you walk in, you could look at all, you know, four walls really closely and know where everything is. No, this was like a warehouse. Like this was a big one. Like you had to go all the way down to dogs on the right. And then the cats in the middle, all kinds of, all kinds of, you know, stuff that they had there that they're selling. And I'm, I'm just looking for one worker, one worker with a Petco shirt. That's all I'm looking for. That, that's, that was my saving. I just needed to ask somebody a question. I knew exactly. I had it on my phone. I knew exactly what it was. I knew what company made it. PetSafe made the thing. I just wanted to, to find this thing. And I don't see anybody. And nobody's there helping me. So then I walk up to the front to see if somebody at the counter can help me. And there's a line. And they're busy. So there's nobody. And then finally, I see this woman who comes from outside, and I remember seeing her outside, I don't know if she was smoking a cigarette or whatever, but she had this black fleece on, but I could tell under the black fleece she had the color shirt of the employees, and I knew that she was working, and I was like, oh great, and she's walking down, and I was respectful of the fact that she had a fleece over it, because I didn't know if she was on the clock or whatever, but I still was just like, she'll know, it's a quick question, so I just go, excuse me, um, do you work here, and she fucking looked at me, and she just goes, um, I'm on break. And then just turned and kept walking. And I think even out loud, I was just like, wow. Or like, are you serious? Like, I wasn't all, listen, all she could have said was, this is all she needed to do. It was so fucking unacceptable. Okay. And she's just fucking lazy. And I know her weight doesn't have anything to do with it, dude. But she was a fucking big woman. And she didn't want to be fucking bothered. Okay, and I know her weight doesn't have anything to do with it, but maybe it does, because maybe she wouldn't be that fucking big if she had a little bit of drive in her, okay? I don't give a shit. That's bullshit, man. I'm sitting there. All she had to say, because I saw her outside, and maybe she was on break, but all she needed to say was, um, uh, yes, I do work here. What, what can I help you with? And then if my question was more than a three-second answer she needed to give me, which I'm sure 999 percent of the time it would be like yeah can you tell me where the uh, cat collars are can you tell me where the fucking fish food is I bet you that that's what it is nine times out of ten but no she didn't say that all she needed to say was yes um what can I help you or I'm on break but I'll, I'll get somebody if you need some real help I'll get somebody or I could just uh you know show you that's what a good employee does you ever go to a place and a good employee goes oh actually you know what I'm not even um working today but hold on hold on I'll show you it's over here uh ask for fucking Glenn or Susie down there, and Susie or Glenn will help you, but it's just to the left, like that, you know what I mean, like, that's what a good employee does, like, that's somebody who could, she just walked by, I'm on break, it's like, it's not my fault, you work around fucking birds, and you smell bird shit, and fish piss, and fucking dog whatever all day, that's not my fault, this is who employs you, you know, she didn't even stop, she didn't even stop for a second, to just be like, maybe this guy needs help, you know, 
And I'll tell you one thing. I am the type of person that I have said, who's your manager? And I've said, this person's amazing. This guy fucking cares. I've done that for people. I want to do that for people. I want people to like what they do. I'm lucky and blessed with loving what I do. You know? When you get to live your dream and do what you love, it's amazing. And you want people. Now, I know nobody's going to love working in fucking Petco. I know that. But at least taking pride in it. At least trying to get to, like, the fucking head of Petco. You know? If I worked at Petco, I would try to fucking eventually own Petco. Have, like, a lot of stocks in Petco. Like, I'd be looking to, you know... Some fucking new litter that just never smells and just like disintegrates anything. Like, I don't know. If I just, if I put, if I decided that's what I was going to do, I would be great at it or try to be great at it. This woman is walking there. I'm on break and then just turns around and keeps walking. It's like, what does that mean? Okay. I want it to be like, you know what? That still doesn't answer my question. Do you work here? I don't care if you're on break or not. I don't care how many cigarettes you're going to put in your fat mouth. Do you work here? Yes, you do. Great. Where can I find a wireless dog fence? Or do you have a wireless dog fence? That's it. It's that simple. Absolutely unacceptable. I'm on break. And then just turns away and like walks to the back of the store. Like, I ain't dealing with this shit. I don't know why I turned her into a black woman. She was white. But, you know, I just, that's, I just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. How are you going to do that? How are you going to just say, I'm on break and not even listen to a customer's question? What if it was something so simple as, oh, you do work here? Yeah, what, when do you guys close? Like, I could have just been, I was being respectful because I knew she had a fleece on. So it's like, excuse me, do you work here? You know? She, she was better off lying to me so I wouldn't have even been mad than just being like, I'm on break and then walking by. Oh my God. Absolutely unacceptable. Infuriating is actually what it is to me. Infuriating. Let's get to your guys' unacceptables. Here we go. Unacceptable. This one is from Emilio Cantu. Hello, Mr. Verzi. This is my first time emailing you uh, one of these, and I think it's a good slash bad one. I've been listening to your podcast for about two years, never miss an episode, but I have never seen any of your stand-up. I've been wanting to watch your most recent one, but wanted to write you first. Uh, You're hilarious on the podcast, so I can't wait to see what you do on the mic. I am a UPS driver in Dallas, so I have stories to share um, about all the morons I run into at work. Thanks. Well, thank you, Emilio. And um, yeah, check out the album. The debut album did really well. It's called Paul Verzi Night at the Stand. Um, and I'm working uh, right now. As a matter of fact, I got some big news for you guys. Um, we're working on a venue to uh, shoot a special, and it looks like it might be the Terrytown Music Hall in Westchester, New York. Terrytown Music Hall, beautiful, uh, just under a thousand seats, I believe. And um, I'm looking to maybe uh, do do that. We spoke to the people; it's looking good. A couple of other options: Indianapolis and Milwaukee, but uh, the Terrytown Music Hall in New York uh, could definitely be it as well. And um, hopefully that will be a special you will see. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, you could check out the album and, uh, and clips and all that stuff. My stepfather was a UPS driver for 25 years, man. So um, that's awesome. And Dallas is cool. I love Dallas. Dallas is a great city. Had a lot of fun performing there. And I thank you for writing in. Thank you for the submission. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, let's see here. 
Let's see what else we got here. Clarifying from Jason Travis. Hey, Paul, just want to clarify. I work at a shop right from last week's Unacceptable, and if I punched, if I punched in uh, dressed like that, that would fire my ass. Uh, I change into my uniform. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. Yes, because you talked about. Yes, I remember you talked about the, the, uh, the camo and the flags. Um, so on to this week's unacceptable. Got you. So I'm at the cashier and I was ringing up this woman and over and over again after I told her I wasn't uh, new. She kept asking me if I was new, which is basically another way of saying you suck at your job. Paul, this woman kept talking down to me like she was better than me uh, just because I work for minimum wage. I'm 16. Paul, it's unacceptable that she thinks that just because I'm behind the counter at a grocery store that she could talk to me however she wants. People need to realize we are people too. Just so you know, I have been there for seven months and have gotten tons of compliments from customers and I'm one of the top performing cashiers. Love the show, Paul. Keep it up. Well, yeah, dude, first of all, First of all, you're 16 years old and you stayed at a job for seven months. I mean, that like, like that was like an eternity for me. When I was 16 years old, you know how I lost my job? If the fucking keg party the Saturday before was that good and I was hungover and just not going. I would literally go to high school parties and party so hard that I would just accept the fact that I was never going to my current job again and hopefully I would get another one. And that's why I loved delivering pizzas at night because it was a great job. I was in my car. I could smoke cigarettes, listen to my music. I was a killer fucking driver. They were like, dude, I don't know how you're getting these pies out. I just loved listening to music. I loved smoking cigarettes in the car and driving the pizza around, and I was younger. But for you to clock in and out for minimum wage at 16 years old, and you've been there for seven months, uh, that's awesome that you're doing good and you got your shit together. So that's awesome. It is unacceptable for her, but what is she? Fuck her. You know? You should tell her. You should be like, ma'am, you keep saying that to me. You know I'm one of the top performers here. Uh, (laughs) Haircut argument. This is from Drew Stein. Dear, uh, I could do the army if it started at noon, Verzi. Uh, oh boy, here we go. Not an unacceptable today, rather a dilemma that uh, requires your unbiased opinion. This weekend, I'm planning to visit my Ohio University girlfriend. Also, my hair has gotten longer and I usually keep it pretty short. I got it buzzed. My girl is in a sorority and is having a... Uh, philanthropy event on Saturday, a kickball game that I have to attend. She told me to get a haircut so I would look cute for her friends. However, I have a coupon to Great Clips uh, that is good until the end of October and was planning to save the coupon until then since I ref basketball and that is coming up in November. So I'll need a haircut to look presentable at work. Should I break down and cut my hair or stand my ground. Hold on. My, uh, let me see. This weekend I was planning to visit my girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. And, okay, so also my hair has gotten really long. I usually, okay, so you buzz your hair and your girl in a sorority wanted you to cut your hair. Okay, and you want to wait because of a, another job thing that you're doing. Um, here's what I would do. Ah, this is a tough one. Oh, I'm sorry. By the way, P.S. P.S. Glad you're getting better from your anxiety and depression. Your comedy is great. 
and we need you around. Well, thank you so much, uh, Drew. That's very nice of you. I didn't read that sentence until just now. I was just thinking about your dilemma here. Um, all right, man, look, I never want to cave, especially if a woman's telling me to do something and it's a girlfriend, you know? And I'm not, ladies, relax, ladies, relax. I'm not saying that being a dick. Okay, I know some, some, there's some woman out there just heard me say that goes, what an asshole. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if I'm going to wear my hair a certain way, it's because I'm the one fucking waking up in a, in a, you know, waking up in the morning and looking at myself in the mirror going, I like the way this looks or I want to change it up and I want to do something different. So that being said, um, I, I don't like to do that. However, if you're already going to cut it, she likes you enough to be like, oh, I love the way your hair looks and I want my friends to see it that way. Um, I could already tell you're a man by the question because a pussy would be like, yeah, so fucking, you know, Becky wanted me to do it, so I figured to do it or, you know, you know, Cheryl's friends want to fucking, I, I get that. You didn't do that though. You were just like, I don't think I'm going to do it. Part of you, which I love, is your par- part of you is just going, fuck it. She wants me to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wait anyway. Here's what I would do, all right? This is going to sound, no, you know what, fuck it. This is going to be honest is what this is going to be. Here's what I would do. If I was you, I would consider how much you like this girl, how serious you think it's going to get with this girl. Um, you know, is the sex phenomenal? Is she an absolute animal in the sack? I'm totally kidding, but not really. No, what I'm trying to say is this. If your girlfriend, Drew, is really cool and down to earth and you don't find that she's like, and, and this is, this is the honest, like I was joking before, this is my real advice here, okay? If your girl has never shown you that she's material, like into materials, you know, um, if she's never shown you like really kind of selfish things or anything that like something like this would normally mean and you were going to cut the hair anyway, then don't be stubborn and prideful and you could just do it and not feel bad about it if that's the answer you're looking for. However, if you find that your girl is always like, oh, what kind of car are we pulling up in? Or, oh, they're going to think this or they're going to think that and it's just for that, then don't do it. Fuck that. Don't do it. But if you love the girl, if she's cool, if she's down to earth, you know, if she's a lot of fun and like, you know, she's just being honest with you going, hey, I want to show you off and I want you to look as good as you can for my girlfriends and you got to cut your hair anyway next month then I would say go for it, okay? But don't do it if it's always what she does. If she just is like really selfish and materialistic, I wouldn't do it that way. So you need to think about how cool she is and if it's something that you, you know, you're willing to do. You know what though? Your gut will tell you. Your gut will tell you. Thank you for the submission. Um, uh, here we go. Kelly Meyer. A uh, couple of unacceptables from Kelly Meyer. Hi, Paul. Quick unacceptable and slightly longer one. Number one, I caught Bill Burr's 7 p.m. show September 29th at the Orpheum in Madison. He did 90 minutes and absolutely murdered. My unacceptable is the fucking jerk-off who kept yelling out, uh, how's your dog, every few minutes in the, uh, in, the, in the dumbest Wisconsin accent you could imagine. The acceptable part was Bill verbally assaulting this fuck muppet as he was being escorted out of the building. Watching Bill... <laughs> Uh, eviscerate this douchebag was like watching Michelangelo paint the Sistine Chapel. Truly a thing of beauty. Fuck that guy and anyone else who yells out during a comedian set. 100% right. Uh, yeah, thanks. And that's that's a shame. And yeah, it's 
it's it's unfortunate. Like last night, I almost had this thing with this woman where I had to address it, and then she kept yelling, and finally people were like, it, it was just it's so ridiculous. So this guy thinks he knows Bill because he knows Bill's dog or heard Bill talk on the podcast about a dog. Unbelievable. Anyway, number two, I was at the gas station tonight and an older gentleman who was overweight and clearly physically disabled asked if he could get in line in front of me. I had a bunch of items and he was only holding a newspaper. I'm not an asshole, so I let him go in front of me. Of course you, of course you did. This fat tub of shit then proceeded to buy $200 worth of scratch-off lottery tickets while he hemmed and hawed over each, oh my God, each one. Imagine a dumb voice, duh, let me get number four, a number six, duh, make that uh, two number sixes. This went on for three or four minutes. Then this walking pile of diabetes proceeded (laughs) to scratch all the tickets on the counter. The cashier, a high school girl, Asked him twice to move while we frantically while he frantically scratched the tickets uh, and ignored her. Tubbs McFatass then tried to redeem the few tickets that he won so he could buy more tickets. The cashier told him to get in the back of the line, and Fatty threw a fit and bitched out his poor gir- bitched out this poor girl for no reason and stormed out. I called him a fat prick as he left. Good for you. Lock this fat fuck in a cage with a lifetime supply of non-winning lottery tickets <laughs> and an unlimited supply of lard-flavored ice cream so he can eat himself to death. Fucking unacceptable. Oh, Kelly. Kelly, you are a national treasure, sir. I mean, even your unacceptables are just poetic. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, submission. And you're right about on both counts. You know, yelling shit out to Burr about his dog during his set. It's like you're seeing one of the best guys doing it and you're in a theater. You're going to ruin it for people, you fucking dope. And then, um, yeah, you being a nice guy comes back to bite you. It's like when I said to the guy, you know, when I said to the guy, uh, you know, yeah, it just shows you the power of love. And he leaned over. Yeah, faggot. It's like I'm trying to be nice to this fucking guy. Uh, Thank you for the unacceptable. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Um, Sunleaf, uh, I don't have a name here. James, I'm sorry, James. Here we go. Dear Polly Pocket, went to a Thanksgiving dinner with my girlfriend. The hosts are a friend of a friend of hers. Her cat had passed away a couple of weeks ago. A guest arrives with a dish for a potluck, for the potluck, along with a shoebox and goes, I got you guys a brand new kitten. Of course, the host, hosts put on a happy face, but after a while, I could tell reality was setting in and they were clearly not ready to own a new cat. I think the guest's heart, <laughs> I think the guest's heart was in the right place, but majority, <laughs> but majorly messed up in the terms of trying to show her friend's support. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny, man. That's funny. Like, What's funny about that, the way I I just find that funny, is that, like, you probably go in there excited with a new kitten, thinking you're doing something good, and you know the the people that lost the cat, one of two things happened. They were either like, you know what, I'm just so devastated, I can't have another cat, or number two, they were like, ah, you know what, it's going to be nice without the responsibility for a little while, and then all of a sudden, somebody comes in over happy with a kitten, and you're just thinking, fuck, did we throw out the litter box? Uh, that's really funny, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the submission. 
Here we go. We got two more, and then there was a couple on Twitter, and then we're done with that. And we're going to get into some Netflix and some um, and some sports here. What are we, 39 minutes in? I got to leave in about... It's, it's, it's going to work out. It's going to work out, guys. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is from Max... Uh, Ostrowski. Unacceptable. Here we go. Uh, to last week's unacceptable about the guy on the bus who was mad uh, for being called honky. Okay, here we go. Feeling um, uh, marginalized and attacked when wearing a racist hat and being stepped to. Dude, you're wearing a fucking billboard on your forehead that represents racism bigotry, and oppression. Fuck that redneck's feelings. He's proud, (laughs) but he got his feelings hurt dumb. All right. If you're going to wear the hat and support the side that rebelled against this country, uh, then accept or at least have the guts to take being called out. Uh, You proud to be American? Support your troops. All the good patriotic shit, right? Your hat says otherwise, asshole. Go polish your belt buckle. No one is impressed or intimidated by you. Clearly not the guy. Uh, clearly not the guy who called you a honky. Rant over. Great podcast, Paul Max. Wow. Well, listen. Um, look, there is a philosophy that if you go to Yankee Stadium in you know Boston Red Sox attire, you can get fucked with. Um, whether it's right. I don't think anybody should fuck with anybody, but I understand what Max is saying here. I also understand, you know, what what somebody like believes in or is proud of or grew up with. You know, that's what I look at. I look at, um, you know, and and I believe he said he was a 16 year old kid. I look at it like this, okay? If you were raised a certain way and you do something, it's really hard to break that. But what Max is also saying, which I I do understand too, is look. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna wear something that does bring attention and get people upset, then yes, you do have to ex- accept something that's gonna happen. Um, you know, I mean, I remember my brother got a fucking cigarette flicked at his car because he had a New York plate and he lived in Boston, um, which is ridiculous. But what Max is saying is, yeah, if you're gonna, and look, I don't want to get into the whole, you know, support of the troops and everything like that. I don't want to do that. But I, I appreciate the submission. I hear what you're saying. And I do think that there's some truth to, to what you're saying. I think if you wear something, you know, it's, you know, but look at it like this. Th- then this opens a discussion. If I'm on, let's say I'm on a bus or a subway and I'm going to uh, wear a Donald Trump shirt. I'm going to expect dirty looks, in, especially in liberal New York City. By the way, by the fucking way. Now, you guys know I'm a registered independent. I cannot bring myself to go into a booth and pull the lever for either Hillary Clinton or, or Donald Trump. I cannot do it. I truly believe that it is sad in our country right now that these are the two choices. I really do believe that. Hillary is one of the most ingenuous, dishonest, fake people I've ever seen. I don't, have, I don't understand how people are not seeing her face, how fake it is. All she wants to do is be president. I've never seen anything like it. I, I think she it's status quo bullshit, and I think she is... Um, I just think she's full of shit. Donald Trump is an absolute fucking buffoon. He's a buffoon, people. Okay? I know the people, you know, he tells it straight. He does this. He's a fucking, listen to me. He's a fucking dope. You do not talk to people that way 
I don't care if it's an act. I don't care if you're playing to a crowd. You don't talk to people that way. You don't fucking interrupt people. There's nothing that's a gentleman about this guy. Okay. And I said a long time ago, way before anything with sexual stuff and anything, I said, the one reason you can never vote for this man to me is he is not humble. He is not humble. He doesn't say sorry. He doesn't have any humility. And when you don't have humility, you have too much pride. And when you have too much pride, you fucking fall. That's what happens. Pride cometh before the fall. Okay. This guy, I'm not a Trump guy and I'm not a fucking Hillary guy. To be honest with you, I don't know who I like fucking... I, I, I think I fucking don't like her more just because at least with him, you're seeing it. With her, it's just, you're not seeing it. But I don't like either of them and you guys know that. And I know some of you people, I, I've already gotten to, oh, you know, you don't vote. It's part of the problem. We could have that discussion. Don't write that in because I'm not going to read it and I don't care about it. Okay? I, I know that my vote will not count in New York anyway. And I know that these two people do not deserve my vote. That's how I feel. End of story. That being said... Donald Trump absolutely blasted her in the face with that you'd be in jail line. It was fucking beautiful. Okay? Take yourself away. And I know, because I talked about it on Facebook, and half the people, I know a lot of people that, you know, even like me disagree, and they don't want anything to be said positive about Donald Trump because they can't fucking separate themselves because they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their lives. So they got to sit and be engulfed in this and think that we're going to go to World War III and the world's going to come to an end, which is another fucking ridiculous thing. I don't even want to get into that. I don't even want to get into that. Okay? But if you could take yourself away, whether you like Hillary, whether you like Donald Trump, take yourself out of it. Be completely unbiased. Take your party away, okay? If you're a Democrat, put it in the draw. If you're a Republican, put it in the draw and close it. Just go to the clip of what he did. It was amazing. She arrogantly and confidently goes, well, we should just be glad that a man like Donald isn't in charge of the law in this country. And she did that little look over and went to her seat. And without missing a beat, he just goes, yeah, because you'd be in jail. It was fucking awesome. Period. I don't like him. I'm not voting for him. Okay? I definitely don't like her. not voting for her. Has nothing to do with my bias. I do not like these people. That was fucking gangster. It was epic. It was, that's all there is to say about it. If you it, look at her face afterwards, it was, it was like a great comedian in an amazing improv moment. It was fucking beautiful, period. Um, I was going back and forth from the Giants uh, losing uh, and that. So it was a fucking train wreck on both ends. Here we go. Last one on the emails. Uh, sorry about the noise. It might be the air conditioner. Two quick unacceptables. This one's from Danny Mitchell. Paul, thank you for making my life more enjoyable with your comedy. You're very relatable and your social commentary is dead on balls accurate. Well, thank you so much, Danny. I'm a 30-year-old school teacher from um, Wilmington, Delaware, and I have been listening to your podcast for a few months now after hearing Bill Burr mention you uh, in a story on his podcast. Anyway, I enjoy it very much. I have subscribed... Uh, I have even subscribed my uh, technologically illiterate father up to receive your podcast, and he can't get enough of it either. It gives us something to talk about, too, so thank you for that. Well, that's fucking awesome, and the fact that you and your dad are bonding over me ranting and yelling is, is fucking amazing. So thank you so much, and I'd love to see you and your dad both at a show if I'm ever in that area. Um, 
Two quick unacceptables. I am currently on a bus heading home from New York City, and this woman is yelling at the bus driver to turn the heat on. The bus driver didn't immediately comply as he is focused on driving 60 people home safely. So the woman gets out of her seat and makes her way toward the front of the bus. Uh, Can you not hear? She screamed. It's freezing cold and you need to turn the heat on. Meanwhile, Paul, it's roughly 72 degrees on this bus and comfortable. How dare she speak on behalf of all of us? Needless to say, the bus driver complied with her request with her request. And now we're all sweating bullets. Unacceptable. I'll just take the train next time. I thought you would save some money, but these people are animals. Absolutely. I don't take public transportation because they're animals. And when it gets, you know, and when it gets, you know, delayed, they don't care either. It's a nightmare. Um, here we go. Number two, uh, there's a guy at my local YMCA who shaves his head and neck in the steam room. <laughs> he leaves bits and pieces of his hair and dry skin behind in this goopy shaving cream mixture it is foul gross unacceptable possibly even a health risk lastly come to wilmington soon uh we would love to see you perform at the grand opry house uh thanks for your entertainment and go giants well thank you danny thank you so much um that is awesome that you and your dad listen to the show um the bus driver thing is ridiculous like I, i mean both of them you were spot on with I love going in steam rooms. Uh, when me and my comedian friends are on the road or we're in a beautiful hotel, we always go to steam rooms. Sometimes we travel out of the hotel to go find a spot to go steam. And if there was a guy there with glops of fucking shaving cream and hair falling on the floor, uh, that would be ridiculous. So that that's 100% right. And the woman yelling, I think women get cold when they're older. What is it? I don't know what it is. Like, old, is it old people or just women? Because I know my grandmother did it. My mom's starting to do it. Everyone just gets cold and needs sweaters when they get older. I don't know, but it's still unacceptable. And the bus driver, being a nice guy, just probably didn't want to deal with her shit. Um, but thank you. And thank all of you for your... Uh, those are the unacceptables for the week. Hope you enjoyed that. I thought those were great ones for the show this week. Um, and if you want to send your unacceptables to my show, uh, to the uh, TVE podcast, please send them to unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. That is unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. Uh, here we go. Uh, this one's from Gene. At, uh, this is on Twitter from Gino Borelli. That's uh, Gene and then O-B-O-R-E-L-L-I. Netflix suggestion for you, Paul. Designated Survivor. Hope you check it out and talk about it on TVE. Acceptable. Okay, I will definitely do that. Um, when I can definitely get around to it, I'll probably binge watch it. Here we go. Uh, this one is from Churn Matthews at Churn, C-H-E-R-N, face killer, and that's kill A-H. Uh, at Paul Verzi, I get all lives matter, um, but don't cause a multiple car pileup because you want to avoid hitting a squirrel unacceptable. (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you for that. Let's see. Uh, Here we go. Let's see what else we got. Um, All right. Let's, oh, this one was, this guy was going at me. I'll I'll read the ones where they're going at me or, or maybe fucking with me. Uh, I was trying, this was at Charlie from New York city. I was trying to think of an analogy, but can't think of any of your endorsement deals. Well, 
Well, Charlie. Oh, I, what were you going at? Um, what were you, what, what was I saying? Oh, I was talking about the Verizon. Yeah, there's something about this Verizon guy going to sprint where I feel like he's a rat. I said on stage last night, they should find this kid dead with like a Verizon phone shoved up his ass and those black framed glasses in his eye with like Goodfella music coming on. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. You know, <laughs> he's a turncoat rat. Um, and actually, Charlie, I have have sponsors. I have sponsors now. The good people that drink more good. City living dog. I've had, I've had, you know, why? Fine. I don't, I don't want, I'm sorry. I don't want to be the pizza hut guy, Charlie. Okay. I'm trying to do stand up. I'm just kidding, dude. And, uh, you know, I'm fucking with you and I think you're fucking with me. Uh, thank you for the submission. Here we go. Let's go. This one is from, um, Dr. Funky Legs MD and it's at Dr. Funky Legs. A man has to eat, Verzi. I don't see a guy landing a part in the. I don't see that guy landing a part in the next Avengers. Hashtag acceptable. Okay, so you guys are going at me here because you guys are going at me here because I went at the Verizon guy. This guy was walking around making millions of dollars, saying, "Can you hear me now?" With all these Verizon subscribers behind him, and now he's sitting on a bench in a yellow shirt, and that doesn't bother anybody. Fuck you people, man. I'm Sicilian and Greek. I grew up with loyalty. Okay? I'm loyal. You make money for me, I will kill for you like a like a like a pit bull. I will be your guard dog. I will do anything if you take care of me. Not run to the competitor. Okay? That's like some you know it's like a bad mafia movie when the person inside goes to the other family. You don't do it. Here we go. Daryl Harris at D Harris Photo G. D. Harris, photo G. Uh, Paul, today's rap guys are just mumbling. Let's be honest. I shouldn't have to Google the lyrics to rap music. Hashtag unacceptable. I like that. And you're absolutely right. Rap today stinks. Rap was the shit in the uh, 90s and early 2000s. Um, here, uh, Gene at Gino Borelli wrote, both presidential candidates. Hashtag unacceptable. Absolutely, Gene. Absolutely. Uh, all right, where are we now? That's the Unacceptables, guys. Thank you. If I missed it, please send it to unacceptables4tve at gmail.com. Or also, you can go to my Twitter, and uh, it'll be a shorter one, but I will uh, read the Twitter one and read your Twitter feed as well. Okay, that is done. Unacceptables are done. That was fun. Man, 54 minutes in. This show, bet if this fucking podcast... Okay, I've been doing this podcast almost six years in December, okay? And after three years, the show started to really, really do well, and I have a ton of fans listening to it all over the world. But let's be honest for a second, and and I appreciate all the new listeners, and I appreciate you coming on this if you heard Bill Burr talk about me, or if you heard Bobby Kelly, me on YKWD, if you heard me on Joe Matarese's, or if you've seen my stand-up, wherever, you have seen if you bought my album and you wanted to, you saw me at a comedy club live, whatever. I appreciate everybody listening. But how is this podcast not in your rotation? Come on. I got 16-year-olds listening and I got people's fucking fathers in their 50s, 60s listening. People, come on, send me an unacceptable. I am proud of this fucking show. This show did, by the way, I, was about, I think it's about to have like a million, I'm about to have like a million hits on it or something, something like that. I don't know. Something. I got a couple milestones coming up with TVE and one is the 300, I almost said 3000. Uh, one is the 300th episode. 
uh, which is coming up, which I'm going to do something big for. And also, um, you know, just getting a lot of hits. But please, um, I just want to tell you guys, you guys know, you know, how much it means that you guys listen to the show. My podcast fans are my favorite fans. Those are the people I talk to at the shows more because they know me more. And they know me probably more personally because, you know, you get to listen to, you know, comedians that you like on stage actually talk for an hour. But um, thank you all for listening so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for the nice things when I was going through what I was going through. And thank you all for telling people to listen to my show and coming out to shows and buying the album. And it's for that reason um, I'm really excited to put out this hour special that I think is the best I've ever done. And I'm really looking forward to it. But thank you all so much. Um, you know, sometimes you don't realize how fucking cool the people that support you are. And, um, and I want to do that. And all the and, and, and you know, military people were shouting me out or saying thank you for shouting us out. Fuck that. Thank you. There was a bunch of people in the army last night coming out, people serving the army and uh, you know, those are that's just there's nothing better. You know, I've talked about it many times. So um whether you're a soldier or just listen to the show, man, tell a friend about the show and and, and keep enjoying it because that's why I do it. Cause Lord knows you fuckers aren't paying me, huh? Anyway. Let's get into movies. Now, I did not see a movie. What I did binge watch for three days was Stranger Things on Netflix. Now, a couple of things about Stranger... A couple of things about Stranger Things. And then I really do have to run. This is great. No dinner. Running out to the club. Um, but here, here's what I noticed about Stranger Things. Number one, it wasn't really good until the third episode. Number two, that's not a really good ratio when there's eight. Number three... It was nostalgic. It did bring me back to the 80s. I did love the music. It did bring me back to school, some of those scenes in the school and at the locker and all the shit that you grew up with. Like, you know, I grew up, I was, you know, I grew up in the, well, I was really young in the 80s, but like the 80s and 90s were like my years of, I guess, school. And uh, it did bring me back to that. Um, The acting, very, very good. Just a little much of, like, people talking about how great it was. Like, I was waiting for this. Now, don't get me wrong. You could say, well, Paul, you binge-watched it in three days, and each episode's an hour. So I watched eight hours of this shit in, like, three days. Like, rushing home. I remember, like, rushing home to watch it. And um, on a scale of one to ten, I'm going to give Stranger Things... I'm going to have to say, like, a 7.3 out of a ten. And the reason is, no, you know what? I'm going to have to say seven. I can't even give it to point three. I'm going to give it a seven. Here's why. A lot of holes, a lot of questions that you have, you have to keep asking yourself shit. You don't know what's real. You don't know what's imaginary. And in certain cases, I mean, in some you do. Like, I got the majority of it. Like, 90% of it I got. Maybe even 95. But there's a couple of questions, which does make it good because you're thinking about it. And you're like, all right, well, maybe that meant this. Or maybe that meant that. But... I feel like, I don't know, like Winona Ryder's acting was great in it, and she was, she was, you know, spoiler alert, but she was right the whole time with her thoughts of what was going on, um, but I just feel like it was just so, some, somebody was like, oh, it's like E.T. meets Twilight Zone, and it's like, maybe a little, but not really, like E.T. meets Twilight Zone is, that sounds like you could, this is like a little... Like, I got questions. I'd be like, how the fuck is this monster coming out of the wall? Then he lives here in this upside-down place. Um, you could go in. You could go out. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't think it was crazy. I'm going to stick to this. Very entertaining. Did keep me watching, 
but it was almost like, I don't want to use a sex analogy. Um, that'd be too easy, but I will. It would be like, like, like whacking off and right before, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, it was one of those things where I got really into it. I got really into the characters. I was trying to predict what was going to happen. I wanted to see what was going to happen. And then when it was all over, I was slightly satisfied, but also like too many crazy things happened for it to end kind of just like that. So I'm going to say I was a little disappointed with how big people blew it up and what it really was. It was a crazy sci-fi you know, thing, but that takes place in the 80s, and it, it was nostalgic, and it brought me back, but it wasn't incredible. It wasn't incredible. Um, got into an argument with some people. A lot of people are texting me about the Amanda Knox thing. I, I don't think Amanda Knox killed that girl, but my problem is, and people were like, no, there's no way. They fucking botched it. She had nothing to do with it. I'm not, I don't even know if she has something to do with it, but like, Drugs, maybe she was. There was some. The, the issue that I have with Amanda Knox is the shower. There, I don't think. I just don't think a woman would walk into a bathroom when the front door was just open and see blood, and just be able to fucking casually. I just unless she was like, like, you know, drunk or really hungover or didn't feel well or just wanted to take a shower and go to bed. Like I don't know, but. I don't like how after I got out of the shower and I looked at the mat, that's when I saw more blood. I mean, maybe that can happen. And I'm not really, I'm not trying to make something happen here. I'm not trying to like grasp at straws here or whatever to, I'm not trying to get something. It just seems crazy to me that like you're in another country. Like put it this way. I'm going to teach my daughter if that shit happens. You're not, you know, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. I'm going to be like, look, if you ever go any place that you're sleeping, like a roof you're sleeping under and the door is open and you don't know how or why, you're going to fucking leave and find out and call people and make sure the fucking coast is clear before you do it. So that's all I was saying. I got friends texting me. Me and Giannis got into it on text. Me and Lawhead got into it. Um, you know, a couple of people. My neighbor, we were talking. My neighbors, we were talking about it. Um, you know, and yeah, I just feel that something was weird. And look, she doesn't need to be crying like a bubbling, you know, crazy person because she just knew her for three weeks. I get that. But I just feel the whole breaking into thing. And I did find it interesting that the guy said women cover up their victims and men don't. See, I don't even know how true that is. I'm just an idiot watching a documentary. So that's what I stood with that. But Stranger Things will entertain you. It's good. If you love sci-fi and the 80s, it's, I mean, if you like sci-fi and the 80s, I don't think it, I don't, it's perfect. And, um, you know, but it's a little much. It is much. And you guys know how I feel about Narcos. So, that's it for everything else. I did not see movies. Oh, wait. Yes, I, did I watch any movies? No. No, no, no. We we ordered uh, Ghostbusters and uh, Ice Age crash, uh, crash Course for the kids. And I, that was just, you know, am I going to sit here and rate Ice Age Crash Course? I mean, it's like the eighth one and the fucking squirrel or whatever is in space. I mean, wh- I mean what am I going to say about it? All right. Sports. My New York Giants in Green Bay. I just don't know what they're doing. They're doing this thing that they always do where they're in the game and you're like, all right, it's time to turn it on, guys. This is what you do. This is what you do on the road. And they're in the game and they're never getting blown out. And they just aren't, aren't, aren't doing it. They're not doing it. The Packers made a cut. And and Aaron Rodgers didn't even play that good. 
Aaron Rodgers did not even play that good, man. And he was making mistakes, and they still won. Eli missed a couple of big ones. That pass to Ty, Will Ty, that could have that would have been a walk-in touchdown. That really hurt us. The good news is Odell Beckham seems to be seems to be calm now, which is good. And we have four of our next five at home, and our division is kind of up and down right now. So we're like only one or two wins away from from being at the top because it's still early. I just don't like what the defensive line is doing, and I definitely don't like what the uh, you know offensive line did in in uh, the last couple games so we'll see we'll see I mean I'm not gonna get crazy now they're two and three it's still early but I feel like a, especially a couple of chances against Green Bay we should have had so the Giants went from possibly going three and0 to now uh you know not even 500 uh Nick start I'm excited about the, my Knicks starting next month or at the end of this month and uh, that's it all right guys I gotta get to plugs and get out of here what do I have coming up here let me do this real quick. I'll let you guys know where I will be. And um, I got to put a bow on this puppy. Let's see here. Um, sorry about that. Here we go. I will be in, I'm going to actually, I'm going to be in New York City. Um, I'm going to be in New York City coming up the next couple of weeks. And then we have the um, Way of Life tour coming up, which is for the charity, which I'm going to be doing four shows um, in New England, and we're going to go on a tour bus for a couple of days, and it should be really fun. Uh, of course there's an error on Google. Of course there is. Anyway, go to my website. I will be in um, Toronto at Absolute Comedy, I believe November s- ah, the second week in November, I believe. You could check that. Um, also, I'm going to be doing the Way of Life Tour. We are going to Troy. We're going to be in um, Salem. We're going to be in um, we're going to be in Troy, Salem. Oh, Troy, New York, uh, Salem, and then we're doing the Tack House actually in uh, in Troy, which is a great venue. And um, this is for the uh, fight. It's a charity against the opiates, and and it really really um, helps you know raise a lot of money and awareness. And they they paired up, so it's awesome. And it's only obviously going to do do good shit for you um, and raise money. And that's touched my family. And I'm sure, you know, with what's going on with opiates and heroin and everything, all this fucked up overdoses in this, um, you know, country and world right now with that, it'll help. But uh, the dates that I will be part of that Way of Life tour are, let me see here. Yes, uh, Providence, Rhode Island at the Fetty Music Hall on the 20th of this month. The 22nd is Troy, New York at the Tack House. Portland, Maine at the Port City Music Hall and Salem, Massachusetts at Rockefellers on the 30th. Okay, and you could go to paulverzi.com and awayoflifetour.com for that. I will be in Toronto uh, performing at Absolute Comedy um, in November and other shows, I'll be doing Stand Up New York, I'll be doing The Stand, I'll be doing New York Comedy Club, I'll be doing Danger Fields, I'll be doing Gotham. All of those uh, shows coming up in the next couple of months. You could check it out at paulverzi.com. Follow me on Twitter, at paulverzi. And until next week, I am out of here, guys. This week, though, uh, starting last night, tonight through Saturday, please, if you are in the Troy, Albany, Schenectady, Saratoga Springs area, come out. I am headlining the Comedy Works in uh, Saratoga Springs, New York. It's a great club. It's awesome. It's going to be a great week. So come out, check me out. I'm selling the album. I'm out here talking with fans, and um, 
Um, I'm looking forward to it. So until next week, I am out of here. I will talk to you guys on uh, episode 277.